go button. This is why there I do nice things. There it is. Uh, you got too many buttons. I have too many buttons. Literally a, a plethora, a, 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 like a palette of buttons. I have a platter of fucking buttons over here. Welcome back to the Talking Average Fitness Podcast, everybody. <laughs> My name is Sam Burns, and I'm joined, as always, by the, the only person who knows how to rile me up in the way he can, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? Listen, I just know where every single one of those buttons on the platter is, and I like to push each and every one of them it, it, yeah. in random intervals. <clears throat> well, fun. so it's funny that you say that because apparently it's hot take day. So, yeah. so <laughs> we're talking about things that piss us off. And Kevin said, good, hit the go button. Because <laughs> Kevin's hit the initial go like, let's just Let's just roll. Well, because your initial idea, of course, was, you know, hey, let's, you're like, let's try to add value to people's day. And you're like, let's, what about different ways that people can recover? You know, like maybe they, maybe they need like a, like a cold plunge or something. To which I was on as an example. That's what it was. To which which Sam just like went off. And I was like, before we lose it, press the go button. Well, so he's, it was just a good idea. Like, Hey, you know, well, maybe they should do sauna intervals. And I'm, and I, and I said to myself, well, okay, yeah, sure. But not at the expense of making sure that they're actually fucking working first. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll never, I'll never forget this. Tim Kennedy, who is a former MMA fighter and like still current green beret and just like all around American badass is like, what do you got to recover from? Really? Like, <laughs> like to, yeah. to quote Kevin here, did you get below parallel on any of your squats? All of your squats, hopefully, nope. but like, but like, like fucking, you gotta, you gotta go out and spend like $3,000 on an ice bath or like converting a fridge to a cold plunge. Like, is that the best use of your time? <laughs> like, no. Can you just take a cold shower? The thing that's, uh, you know, I, uh, in, in Sam going off, I just thought this, that was hysterical where he's like, you know, what do you really have to recover from? And yeah. there really is a, I think now in, in fitness, there has been this like massive shift in, especially in the CrossFit space. I mean, we've talked about this where, uh, CrossFitters back in like 2002 were like, how badly can I make myself hurt? Like yeah. literally like it, 30 minute AMRAP, I'm putting the gas pedal through the floor and we're just going to see at not when, like not if, but at what point the implosion happens. Yeah. Um, and that's how people were going. It was just go hard, take chances the whole way through. Yes. And then as CrossFit, as a methodology, as a sport, as everything has evolved, you now have everyone talking about pacing and you have a 20 minute pace, you have a 16 minute pace, you have a four minute pace you have a you know all the different time domains and modalities and like different paces and if you're trying to compete at like the tip of the spear of the sport then yes that stuff is important because it can help you win or lose events if if we have a 20 minute event and sam nails his 20 minute pace and i went at my 17 minute pace and i blew up a little bit sam's going to beat me in that event i'm losing points here too therefore sam wins so that that makes that's important for most people it's now like trickled down to where they're like, you have someone who like they work out three days per week in the affiliate and they've got an at home sauna, a cold plunge, a hyper volt, a, um, what's the fucking boots, Norma tech, Norma tech. Um, <laughs> the, like they got a Norma tech unit for both their arms and their legs. Right. They've got like, 
like the not the foam roller it's not a foam roller it's like a the hyperice makes like a vibrating foam roller where yeah. like not only does it roll you but it also vibrates you at the same time right um does it count your macros too for fuck's sake i pri- for the price it you pay for it it, it fucking should. It should um but you like and all the different supplements and i take you know you got someone who again come in three times per week they feel it like i do my bcaa's and pre-workout intra workout then i have my creatine and carb powder and protein powder post-workout and then i have it's like bro when was the last time you just ate six ounces of chicken and two cups of broccoli homie right uh, like because that's the shit that matters but they're like oh breakfast was a sausage egg mcmuffin on the way to work <laughs> like i'm gonna exaggerate but this is like uh you but can maybe see not this, but, but maybe not it's like you had a you had a breakfast egg mcmuffin from mcdonald's and like a um trying to think of like a funky Starbucks drink, a triple soy, no foam frappuccino with a caramel drizzle or some shit um, from Starbucks. And then you go to work and then lunch was, I don't know, you get like some crazy sandwich or wrap or something. And then, but like, I got it. I had my BCAAs pre-workout. I'm good to go. And it's like, I think you're putting like, not even the, like there, there is no cart. There's no horse. You'd like, it's (laughs) you've missed, you're on the wrong road. You've missed the whole, Thing. You know, you know what this is. This is the the fitness equivalent of uh, I'll never forget this. So Ryan Holiday wrote a book called Ego Is the Enemy, and in okay. it he talks about those people who like go to the coffee shop and they Instagram a photo of their cup of coffee and their laptop and like hashtag working on my book, yeah. and like <laughs> they want the credit and the accolades mm-hmm. for the thing that they're telling people that they're doing. Yeah, with like. Like at some point, it's like, where's the book, bro? Yeah. You know, and fitness yeah. is the same way. Like, <clears throat> I don't, and, and like, I'm on a kick about this shit because I got a business coach, and my business coach and I are like, our whole focus is how can I be more deliberate with my time? So much mm. so that, like, here, look at this. That's my phone. Oh, I got none things on yeah. my phone. Like, my phone yeah. makes calls now. I yeah. like, in terms of fancy things, I can, I, my baby's got a snoo, and so like I can snoo my baby, but like <laughs> other than that, it it doesn't do much. And like yeah. so, if it doesn't exist here on this little screen, it yeah. it doesn't happen, which is like good and bad. <clears throat> but the point is, I get to be intentional about my time. I go into the gym. I'm intentional about my time. I, mm-hmm. you know, I go and I coach. I'm intentional about my time. Like. I show up early, I set up, I scope the place, I make sure the equipment's set up, I run my class, I debrief with the coach. That's part of the agreement that I have with the people at Casco Bay. And then I leave. And like, yeah. I don't dick around for six hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that was when we came up with, or, you know, the the challenge for me of keeping training within a 60 minute window and doing a dot com yep. workout, yep. it's made it so much, it's like, right, this is the workout. It's not thinking about what do I wanna do? What do I wanna work on? What do I maybe need to work on? What have I done previously? It's like, nope, this is the thing. You have 60 minutes to do that. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So you start a 60 minute clock and off you go <clears throat> do the thing. It may, takes way more stress out of that. Yeah. But I think there was like, it might've been in that same book. I remember reading something where if you say you're going to do something, the like dopamine hit in your brain yeah. is like almost equivalent to like you actually achieving it. Yeah. So I think the example that was used was like running a marathon. Where like, if I just tell people I'm going to run a marathon, yeah, 
but I haven't put like a date to it. I haven't like actually signed up a thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to train and run a marathon. I'm going to yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. The, me telling other people that makes me feel good. It like hits the same receptors in your brain as like actually going and achieving something. So every time you say you're going to do something or put that out there to some people, tell people about it. Yeah. It makes you feel like you've accomplished something, even though you've done nothing. And I feel like that's in the similar vein, like kind of what that fitness thing is. Like you're telling people about all your supplements and, you know, the dip, like I got the new, like the seven millimeter froning knee sleeves now, like at sick dude, you still didn't get below parallel on your squat and your Fran is still 12 minutes because you didn't like scale the loading down. So good job for you and your knee sleeves. And I'm sure your BCAA has helped. Yeah. But I, you know, I, same idea. I, and I've, it's not just the that I'm going to tell people it's that we respond. Like you tell me right. you're going to run a, run a marathon, the fucking likes that you would get yeah. on social media from something like that are as oh, yeah. if you ran a goddamn marathon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where it's like <clears throat> just thinking about doing a thing. We're like, yeah. good for you. You, you yeah. actually want to do something. Well, yeah. we should celebrate. Go get like, some man. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yes, but, pizza. Then, but then also go, actually get some like yeah, go actually do something well it's people do things people do things all the time people yeah. do hard things all the time <clears throat> but i feel like we distract ourselves endlessly and crossfitters oh, yeah. especially because there's a market to be made there's a dollar to mm -hmm. be made and a marketplace for distracting us you know yeah. hence the knee sleeves hence the lifters hence the seven seven different brands making gymnastics scripts absolutely right mm -hmm. and then there's the programming like oh. especially the programming where we oh, can yeah. fucking distract ourselves and like i got people who are worried about i was having a discussion with someone and this person was relating a story <clears throat> about mm -hmm. how they had uh when they first started crossfit they had a window of time in which they did CrossFit. They went to X class because it worked for their schedule. Mm -hmm. And then their schedule changed. And they they were like, oh, I get to go to this other class. And the way that that person's affiliate was set up, it's not a great culture, clearly, because someone came to that person and said, you're not fit enough to work out at this time period. <laughs> and so this person oh has spent the last decade yeah working themselves to the fucking bone mm -hmm. because someone said a mean thing to them 10 years ago yep and to be clear they're incredibly fit yeah but the problem now is they're very worried about like okay okay well like i can't lose my gains and you know i yeah. gotta i gotta do this and i gotta i gotta figure out how to solve this movement problem when in reality i just need you to Go harder. Like yeah. do one workout, go harder. Yeah. And like over programming is a distraction. Yep. Makes you feel like you're being productive. You're not actually but, going very hard, but you're like, but I did seven workouts today. But it's the same thing with recovery. Like it's well, a yeah. distraction. Did you eat well? Did you get eight hours of sleep? If not, why the fuck are you buying a Normatech? Yeah. Like I'd love to it's... like wear a Norma tech once that would, that'd probably be pretty cool. But like, damn bro. Like at some point you're going to spend yeah. more time trying to recover and thinking about recovering than actually recovering. 
Yeah. Like if you like you're probably going to stay up late wearing your Norma tech instead of going to sleep when you should. Well, what was it? It's like, you know, with the when when ROMWAD first became a thing, which is now pliability. Um, yeah. When ROMWAD first came a thing and they're, you know, they had like their 30 to 40 minute stretching routines. And um, it's like for most people, if let's just say your average human being, take me, for example, there's like once, you know, once I have a child, you have a human being that's got a full-time job, you have a yes. family, have other responsibilities, Yes. your time to stretch is going to be like before bed, right? Roughly. So sure. rather than taking that time, the 30 minutes to stretch before going to sleep, you would be better served going to sleep the half an hour earlier and foregoing the stretching. Like there are more recovery benefits in half an hour of sleep than half an hour of stretching. Never okay. mind the fact that your coach should have left 10 minutes at the end of the workout for you to fucking stretch. Well, that too. <laughs> like that, that, that too. You shouldn't be running balls out for 60 minutes straight in a in an affiliate class. Nope. And so like if you don't have time left over for stretching, you did it wrong. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say that, like, there's a lot of ways yeah. to do fitness, right? But at the same time, like we're creating a problem. It's like l having lack of time to stretch is not a problem. We made ourselves that problem by yep. over-programming a 60 minute class or yep. a coach can make it that problem by inefficiently running a 60 minute class and mismanaging time. Yep. But I'd say like, even to the, to the, you know, yes, you, you should have, you know, like five to 10 minutes at the end of class to, yes. to stretch and, and allow for cool down and, and yada, yada, yada. There are, so, you know, and again, take that with some nuance. There are some classes where it's like, Hey, we have a 30 minute class. There's six different movements. You're coaching filthy fifties. It's but, like, but bro, that's no, like I know. once a year. No, I know. That's my point is like, it's, it's very rare or it should be very rarely that you be. don't have the time for any sort of cool down. Yes. Um, and, but there's also something to, even if you're like, Hey, rather than, you know, stretching for 10 minutes after class, if you're coaching well and getting your people into better positions and actually making them work yeah. on hitting better positions, their flexibility and mobility will improve. It's yeah. not as much that like stretching per se helps recovery. All stretching does, the only kind of thing that stretching to help recovery is that while you stretch, you're getting blood flow into the muscles that are being stretched. It's little. I know you're shaking it. It's little, but that would be the only thing that I could think of where it's like stretching helps recovery is that there's like some blood flow to the musculature that you're stretching as you're stretching it as long as you're stretching it long enough. Well, so, um, go ahead. so what the literature tells us is that stretching is useful. So, so we'll, dis we'll dis differentiate. Static stretching. Thank you. Static stretching where I get into a position and I hold is useful mm -hmm. post-workout only mm -hmm. to yeah. restore length to a muscle group that has been bunched up by either blood or lactic acid from being used, right? So you, you mm -hmm. fucking shit ton of concentric reps, shorten the muscle to restore length to the muscle. That's when stretching is useful. There is zero benefit and even a detriment to static stretching pr before a workout. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I finish your story, but then I want to come back around to that. Um, I completely lost where I was going, uh, <laughs> but well, so I'm, I'm saying is like the, the, Oh, that's where I was going was there's no real like recovery benefit in terms of like, Oh, I stretch for 20 minutes and then now tomorrow I'm just going to feel like Superman. 
Yeah. It's like, well, that's, but if, if you are stretched for 30 minutes, but I slept for six hours and I ate half a pizza when I got home and that was it, then no, you're probably going to feel like shit the next day. And it's not yeah. because you need to stretch more or you forgot to shove your phone vibrating foam roller up your butt. It's because you ate like an asshole and didn't sleep enough. Yeah. And, and like now we get to, so back to this static stretching thing, I have lost track of the number of times that I've watched a coach running a class be like, first thing they do, cool, everybody grab a spot on the floor. We're going to do some pigeon stretch. And I'm like, mm. and I, and so this is, here's, here's another thing. I can no, this, this is the about. hot takes episode. Let's go. This is the hot takes episode. Stop being a fucking amateur. Like, so I, I got an email yeah. from a person okay. who, uh, was a member at an affiliate that I worked at. And they've since left that affiliate. They've gone, they've moved to a different place. And this person sent me an email. Let me, let me read the email. It's very short. So that works out well. Um, here they said, why is an anatomy poster posterior anterior view of a human, not on yeah. full view at every CrossFit gym. And I wrote back, because then that might give athletes the impression that coaches know something about human anatomy. And this, <laughs> and this person wrote, ah, so we agree that it should be a thing. <laughs> and wow. Yeah. That, I mean, Hey, if, if, if you've gone through the whole process of trying to develop yourself to the point where like, you do understand anatomy. And not saying that has to be a, a path similar to mine where like I have a sure. degree in exercise science and, sure. and all that fun stuff. But yeah, if you've gone through that, then, then you know some stuff. If you haven't, then you don't know some stuff. But, it, but more importantly, like we've talked before about the professionalization of the, of the role and the occupation, like CrossFit's still a backyard sport. Yep. And it's, we talked about the various different ways that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's hopefully being changed, but there are plenty of people who view the profession of coaching CrossFit mm -hmm. trainer trainers on the same level as a nail technician or, you know, someone who provides a similar service in a service industry. Right. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And part of that, part of that, I choose to believe that part of that, if not the majority of that is squarely in the lap of coaches themselves, because if it's not, then we have, we can't fix anything about it, right? Right. So, like, mm -hmm. if it's the affiliate model, which I don't believe it is, then no. that like that's outside of our control and we're screwed. Instead, it has been my experience that people who distinguish themselves as professionals and who educate themselves as professionals are more successful overall. And I, I wholeheartedly stand by the assertion that like. If I was to, you know, hang a thing and like a hang a poster and went to a group of coaches and was like, cool, point out Peck Major, you know, Paul. point point out. It's, it's not, it's not the one you think it is. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> exactly. It's not the one you think it is. <laughs> point out, you know, glute mead, point out, yeah. oh. um, you know, any insert muscle, like, and not like you know, like weird ones that are like three layers of muscles deep, yeah. major fucking movers. And part of me, yeah. and I know a lot of coaches who can, yep. I don't 
have to know a lot of coaches who can't to know that there are coaches who can't. Yeah. And to a certain extent, that's a problem because, and that's not a problem for CrossFit to solve. CrossFit has had an anatomy course for forever and it's a relatively fucking thorough anatomy course. Yeah. You know? it's, it was a good course. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, you know, we should revisit on the regular to make sure that mm -hmm. we've, you know, refresh that information, but also, and I'm projecting a little bit here, so I'll, I'll own that, but like, I want coaches to want to be better. Yeah. Like, because if I, I want coaches to want to be better because I see the benefit to coaches sticking around a long time in the space. Mm -hmm. There are many more benefits to them sticking around long-term than retiring out, quote unquote, right? Like, so like the detriment that that has on the athlete community and on the coaching community is wider than, oh, well, that coach isn't here and I miss them. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that, it has a bigger ripple effect than that. <clears throat> and yeah. so I, I want to, oh man, that stuff drives me fucking bonkers. We're like, yeah, your your members should be able to come up to you and be like, yeah. what is what is this? You know, yeah. or, or or like this thing. I got a I got a thing. What is that? And you should understand sure. the major fucking like levers and pulleys inside of the human body that are doing things. Mm -hmm. One, you don't have to diagnose an issue, but you can help them address problems. But also, too, yeah. like you ask them to do shit with their body all the time. You should understand yep. how those systems work. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, love Fucking that. That takes that's that's a little soapbox for Sam. I, I, I I'm on a I'm on a oh, I'm on a soapbox. Well, because well, because you're you know you're you have to put up with my shit most of the time. And then you're also trying to like make video content on like uh, you going for your level four. Yeah, and so it's it's present and prevalent in your mind and all it's that. It's very present. Um, yeah. So what's interesting about that whole process is it spells out explicitly in the candidate handbook what is required to pass that exam. And yep. as I'm reading through it, I'm thinking about the delta between the people who are even going to think about this, the people who are going to pass, and the people who what I would call the majority of trainers, you know, mm -hmm. the level at which they're addressing this. <clears throat> and to a certain extent, like not everybody has to want to be a level four, but right. You know, the, the document does a great job of breaking. So like teaching just the concept of teaching, for oh, example, there's, so there's, much in that. there's so much, like there's I so talk, much in that. I talked for 45 minutes about I... how much there was. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the first one is you've got to know the right information, right? So the information yep. that you convey not only has to be accurate, mm -hmm. but it also has to not cause a problem. So I can't teach you a, a thing that makes another thing worse, stuff like that. Right. Then there's how you communicate the information, not just what you communicate, but how you communicate what you are communicating. So yes. to the people, is your information concise? Is your information easily understandable? Is it presented at the level that is appropriate for the person who is receiving it? Is it, um, does it help them? Like, does it confuse them? Or um, is it um, broadening their understanding of a given movement topic, whatever it is? Like, mm -hmm. I am 
and as I was reading through this, I'm flabbergasted at the number of times I have seen a body of information presented where the information is just presented and there's no real regard for who is on the other end, you right. know? And it's the whole Glassman thing of like, don't say the word modality. You know, like we know yeah. what modality means yeah. and like why it's appropriate for a given saying. And like every once in a while, mm -hmm. you can nerd out with a with an athlete. But in, at the end, and it's been said before in a bunch of different places, the mark of a the mark of a master, the mark of a of an expert, is someone who can take a complex topic and break it down into a very manageable and easy to understand pieces. Yeah, I've heard that is. Um, if you're like, if you're a coach, you should have the knowledge of a physiologist, but be able to present it like a gym teacher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing. Nobody needs to know what joints are externally rotating or what concentric and eccentric contractions are happening to allow them to squat. They just need to know that you need to drive your knees out and keep your chest up. Yeah. Like they don't need to that's know it. They, that's it. They don't need to know why burpees are important. They need to know how to do a burpee so they can do a burpee. Right. You know, and, and, and if at some point 50 or hundred burpees deep, someone's going to be like, why the fuck am I doing this? And you can tell them and they might listen. They might also be yeah. like, I, I, I'm sorry. I regret asking. Don't, don't say anymore. And then, <laughs> if you move on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, I agree with you. The longer I've been doing this and the better I've gotten at it, the more you just come back to just simple shit works. Yeah. Like you don't need to th have a thousand different cues. You don't need to like, just be shouting out what exactly physiologically is happening during certain movements. Yeah. Like people just need to know, keep your heels down, keep your chest up, drive your knees out. All good in the hood. What? Which is... on, on that note, speaking of like, also what at the beginning of the thing, like people working hard, I'm about to hammer my members with some squat therapy in October. So oh, really? we're supposed to like have a, we're supposed to have like a monthly challenge that we yep. do. That's like just stuff. And so I was talking with Jack, I was like, you know, we can do like, you know, like a meters challenge, get as many meters as you can in October, or, you know, there's different challenges for like just accumulate reps of stuff. Yep. Like, how about we do some shit that's going to make people better, like stuff that's not sexy. And yep. if we, ex you know, if we explain it and get the buy-in properly, then, you know, it, people will get better. And so oh, yeah. I'm like, it doesn't even matter if, if there's a workout that doesn't involve squatting, there's five minutes that I can have people do squat therapy and be like, oh, guess what guys, we're getting below parallel again because it's good for you. Um, and so our October uh, challenge, I haven't worked out like what the reps are going to be yet, but it'll be like accumulate X amount of squat therapy in one week. And then it gets like progressively more volume of the squat therapy as the weeks go on for October. And then we're going to kind of alternate between lower body something and upper body something. Yeah. Um, so do something in November that would like help them with their like upper body or thoracic mobility and stuff. Yeah. I want to share something really quick before I, before I forget about it. So you're talking about yeah. like my members don't need to know the why, like right. the more I do this, the more I come back to simple things. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Pat, Pat Barber had a mm -hmm. great bit about this and I want to, I want to share it real quick before I lose it. I'm gonna go to this tab Do it. and share. Uh, here. When, when you get into it, you have such a limited skill set. You know, you have a, such a limited number of things yeah. that you can do. You've got like, you got a hammer and you're hoping that everything's nails and you're like, sweet, here we go. And like, you're hitting screws with nails and you're like, well, that kind of worked. It pushed it into the wood, but it broke a couple things around here. But like most things were nails and you're like, you know what? 
I'm doing pretty good. And then, and then you realize there's this other tool, a screwdriver, and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you're looking for screws everywhere, and you're like, check this out. This screwdriver now works. But the thing that I see happen all the time is they, they find that like, oh man, I love, that's a bad way to say it. I love screwing. Um, I, I, I love using this screwdriver, and, and you talk to everybody like the nails don't even exist anymore, and you're like, no, 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 no. Everybody's using hammers. Y'all gotta use these screws, and you're like, dude, you just lost the hammer behind, and it's, and then, and then you get past it and realize that, oh my god, there's a bunch of different kinds of tips that you could use for screwdrivers. Like there's a star bit, and there's like a square bit, and there's a Phillips head, and and you get in the weeds of that, and you're like, well, let me find all these little nuancey pieces, and you forget that some people just need to be hit with a hammer, and you're like, and, and you're like, I gotta go back to the hammer now, and then just. Years down the road, you've got all these specialized tools, and you find yourself mainly using a Phillips head screwdriver and a hammer. And mm. you're like, it's cool that I have all these tools, and I know they all exist, but most of the time I'm using this hammer and this Phillips head screwdriver and just making 98% of shit happen. And then when people pop up who are that hex, hex bit, you know, punch in drywall screw, you're like, yes, <laughs> I can use my tools. It's, it's. Yeah. I mean, to, to most people who don't understand tools might not have got those analogies, but it's like you realize that way down the road, most of it is just the basics. Yeah. yeah I real. love how at the at the end of this thing, he came to the realization, he's like, well, some people might not know what these tools are, and they, 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 they just lost the analogy, but that's a real thing. Although my favorite part of that, where he's like, you just realize some people just need to be hit with a hammer. I was like, oh, God, don't they? Yeah. And it's, uh, and like, and, and to be clear, if if you haven't watched our or listened to our other episodes where Pat was on, and we're so blessed to be able to like like have him on air a bunch of times. Yeah. Pat's been doing this twenty years. Yeah, very few people on the planet can say they've been coaching CrossFit for twenty years. Yep. And this is a guy who has gone out and been like, "No, nah, I'm going to fuck with this," and like deliberately go off and do this thing and then return and go off and do this thing and return. And for a guy who's 20 years deep to be like it, th sure. There are, you absolutely have your people who need your Norma techs. You yeah. have your people who are the weird star bits, the square bits. Also, do you know what that square bit's called? Like where it, like it has a formal name. Did you know that? No, I did Robinson not know that. Head. It's called a Robinson head. Right. Okay. Yeah, which, which is if you, every day. if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I think it's called Mitchell's versus the world or Mitchell's versus the machines on Netflix. It, mm -hmm. it is Have not. hilarious. Oh my God. It's, it's so great. So, um, you, you have those people. That's mm -hmm. not, that's not the majority of people. And the problem nope. is, is <clears throat> that's a very unsexy thing to, yeah. One, try to sell to a class, and two, to be told as an athlete. Yep. Like it's very unsexy and and maybe mm -hmm. even a little disconcerting to hear that I don't need to do something special. Nope. I need to do work harder. Yeah. Like I don't need to do more. I need to do less but better. Yeah. That's one of my uh favorite t-shirts is the CrossFit linchpin one that Pat Sherwood came out with says, nobody cares, train harder. Right. <clears throat> and like, obviously there's nuance to that. 
but like in and the broad scope of things nobody cares train harder yeah <clears throat> and like i'm all about like you know and part of the bonding process of crossfitters is like we love sharing war stories we love yep. talking about awful workouts and sure there's yeah but at some point like i've i'm at i'm at a point now where i just don't give a shit like yeah you you, you want to tell me a story about a workout that was real hard i'm like all right you know like Sick. was was it hard because it was hard or was it hard because it wasn't and you just chose to make the workout hard yeah you know was it was it hard because you finished fran in two minutes or was it hard because you did you it at 135 chest yeah, bar. You, yeah or, yeah because you did you know 135 in chest to bar just to flex on people but it took you 14 minutes and exactly. like you're like oh the thrusters buried me i was doing three like sure that's hard it's two very different hards yeah and like like whenever whenever so when people this is a great example of that is you have a workout pop up in class on the whiteboard and everyone thinks it looks too easy or too simple yeah. or after class they're like wow that was way harder than it looked i'm like anytime i see a simple workout like it, anything 21 15 and 9 i've i've thrown up before we've even started the work like i'm <laughs> game over um yeah. but you see something simple on the whiteboard I wrote a workout once for, we did it here at Tilt. There's three rounds, 30 wall balls, 30 box jumps. Oh. Get fucked. Like yeah. I, that, it was, so, <laughs> and people were like, oh, is that it? I was like, fuck you mean, is that Bro. it? <laughs> it's like, you're about to get wrecked. And so, oh man, that was something. That's, um, as a talking about getting on a soapbox and, and hot takes, like, I think more people should scale wall balls. Period. Yes. Full stop. Like, yep. I, I lost track of the number of times where I saw an athlete pick a wall ball weight in class, do mm -hmm. like five or 10 reps and drop, like drop yeah. the ball, step back, sit down on their haunches. And like, I, oh. so, so, with I, wall so balls. Hey, let me hang on, hang on. People like to hide behind weight or loading. Yes. as a as a shield or guard against intensity yes guess yes. what going heavier is fucking easier why because it allows you to slow down no no it doesn't you allow down, you you use it as an excuse well right so that's what i mean by allow like it's so okay. but so when you slow down so if i'm using a barbell weight or a wall ball weight or something that's too heavy and yeah. i slow down yeah no one's really going to question it because look at how heavy Kevin's got on his bar. Look it at how must heavy be so Sanford. hard. It must be so hard. It's so heavy. Um, and it's like, again, we come back to be impressed by intensity, not volume, but mm. nothing pisses me off more than when like sets of 10 on the wall ball is the go-to. I, at one point I ruined my members in this class. We had a workout. I forget what the other movement was. It was 54, it was 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of wall balls and burpees. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Horrible workout. Here's how I made it worse. I'm like, you all are going to be soft as baby shit on your burpees. I know that they're going to go slow as molasses. I'm going <laughs> to like 10 minutes for your set of 50 because you're feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Cool. So because I know you're going to do that. Yeah. Guess what? Every single one of you is grabbing an eight pound wall ball. And yes. if you put it down, I threatened my members with this. I was like, all right, we're going to rock and roll guys. Does everyone have a wall ball? Like we'll do practice rounds and everything to make sure we're yeah. good. Does everyone have a wall ball that 
you can get the set of 50 unbroken or die trying. Yeah. And everyone's like, yep. I was like, awesome. Like if I know how long 50 wall balls takes time wise. Yep. yep. If any of you drop the wall ball prior to that amount of t- like we're stopping the class <laughs> and we're starting over. Yes. Like I'm not messing around with like, I want you to build some capacity in your legs, do more than 10 fucking reps at a time because that's it's not okay with me. Like yeah. you're going to you, like, so every time we do wall balls, not that aggressive, you know, from since then, but that one day I was feeling some type of way. I was like, all right, listen, <laughs> we're going to get some, you're going to hate it. I don't care. We're going to um, talk about this. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so since then I'm like, no one's allowed to do less than 20 reps in my class. Right. I'm like, you're picking a, I don't care what the workout is. Yeah. You're picking a wall ball weight that you can break off chunks. Like at no point are you doing less than 20 unless there's less than like, if you're doing a set of 50 and you do like 20, 20, it's like, wait, don't do 20 again, do 10. But like yeah. the only way you're doing less than 20 is if there's less than 20 for you to do. Right. But you're not allowed to do less. That's the minimum because yeah. like we are going to get some, I'm going to, I will make you fitter. If it kills me, if it kills you, I don't care. <laughs> See, I, I think about, so like barbell workouts, variation, like barbell workout would be like Gwen. Oh, Every, disgusting. everybody loves grace. Ain't nobody like Gwen because for those of you who don't know, Gwen is not for time. It is for load Mm -hmm. 15, 12 and nine unbroken clean and jerks. So you start your round of 15. You, the bar cannot do anything except touch and go. You can rest at the shoulder. You can rest in the overhead position. You can rest at the hang or like Mm -hmm. the high hang, whatever. But if you miss it, you have to start it over again. Yeah. And you got to use the same, you got to use the same load for every, every set. Yeah. When fucking destroys people, people who would do like a day, one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. Oh, Oh, it's so bad. (laughs) It was terrible. Oh my God. Because it's like, you have to, well, no excuse now. You pick Um, that weight. (laughs) But it's like every time, you know, you see grace come up, everyone's like, so can we do singles? And I'm like, no, fuck yourself. Right. Like, <laughs> and so I'll literally be like, I want you, one of my favorite stories um, was we were across at Boston. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk about trying to like get a stimulus and get something through to your people, you know, at some points, if you actually want to like make some change happen in your athletes, you have to have disregard for how they're, for their feelings. You're like, I don't care how you feel, how you feel is a lie. We're going to yeah. do this. You're not going to like it. I don't care. Yeah. And so James uh, Hobart was coaching class across at Boston. The class was Fran. Yeah. From from the brief, he had set this standard. He was like, "I want you guys to use a weight that you it, like a weight for your barbell and a pull up option, even if that's adjusting the reps a little bit. Like pull up option that you can get that first round, the twenty ones, unbroken. Yeah. Like that's what I'm looking for. Is is like that level of stuff. You go through the warm up. We go through here's the thruster. I think he did like a, a you know ten minute. To, or like seven minute to build to a heavy or something beforehand, you know, just throwing it in there. They get everything warm and ready and rocking and rolling. He go, and he, you know, for a practice round, James goes, "All right, gang, practice round time. We're gonna get things rocking and rolling." Everyone's like, "Uh, you know, he's gonna have me do two rounds of five thrusters and five pull ups, or you know, whatever tame thing most normal coaches." And James goes, "Cool. I want you guys to give me twenty one thrusters and twenty one pull ups." And everyone just kind of looked at him. Ready to go. And he was and he was like. I'm not joking. He was like, yeah. I want to see you do your 21 thrusters unbroken 
and then do your 21 pull-ups unbroken. <laughs> He's like, and if it's not unbroken, we're scaling it. Yeah. And so everyone immediately is like, oh, well, like if I want to use 95 pounds, like I got to do it unbroken now. Mm-hmm. And because so, then otherwise James is going to come over and like, first of all, Spartan kick me in the sternum and then take weight <laughs> off my bar. And Spartan so kick me. Yeah. Straight up Gerard and, Butler, my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so everyone did the 21, 21 unbroken and, and like, or like the handful of people that didn't James like, cool. Like for those of you guys that didn't, you're going to take at least 10 pounds off your bar. For those of you guys that got on a broken, congratulations. We're going to do it again in about three minutes. You can use the bathroom, all that fun stuff. And then we're going to roll. The thing is though, is like when, when he did that, the people that needed to adjust adjusted, the people that were, you know, good, were good. But then everybody in that class was mm-hmm. like a sub five minute Fran. It mm-hmm. was awesome. And I'm like, that is the most savage practice round to be like, you're going to do a full, so was it, we're, uh, 2K row on uh, not this past week, but the previous week on Monday, 2K yes. row is the workout. And I had I had at least 10 members message me, yeah, so what else are we doing? And I was like, yeah. we're rowing 2,000 meters. And they were like, oh, come on. Like, that's like 10 minutes. What else are we doing? And I was like, no, we're going to row 2K. And they were and like, you're going to do it in seven so, minutes. Yeah. And so they were like, so you're telling me, this is one member was like, so you're telling me we're going to warm up for 50 minutes. And I was like, yes, yes, you're going to hate it. I don't think you understand. (laughs) And so we're going through all the warm stuff. We go over like sprint starts. I have them like kind of ramp up in some distances, Mm -hmm. like their paces. And I was like, cool. The pace that you just did right there, that was really uncomfy. You're going to hold that pace and we're going to run. Like this is your practice round. You're going to hate me. I don't care. Right. We're going to row 750 meters at that pace. And everyone just looked at like, just what the, I was like, I was like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, yeah. And I explained why I was like, 750 meters is about where it starts to get sticky during a 2k where like you start to question your life choices, your metabolic processes ramp up to a point where you're like, uh Oh, I'm in danger. And then it wants to downregulate because it thinks you're dying. So like, we're going to touch that. We're going to hit those heart rate zones. We're going to touch those energy systems before the 2K so that it's not horrible during the 2K. You don't have that moment of fuck my life. So (laughs) they go, they're not happy. I'm going around because I know what everyone was holding for paces. I'm going around. I'm like, ah, a little quicker. No, 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 a little quicker. I know I see you there. Don't let it drop. Don't let it drop. Yeah. And so I'm going around. It's like on people. And they finish and like, you know, like let go of the handle, like kind of like arms on the thing, like head droops forward. They're cooked. I was like, awesome. So here's the deal, gang. We're going to take five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like catch a breath, grab a drink of water, use the bathroom if you need to. Um, We're going to talk strategy and then we're going to roll. So when they came back from the bathroom, I brought them over to the whiteboard. It's like, here's your meterages and how you're going to approach it. Like, here's where you build. Here's where you kind of sustain. Here's where you let her rip. Yep. And so went the whole thing, like, this is how I want you guys to approach it. So as they're going through, as they're hitting like different time markers, I'm like, all right, as you start to get towards this thing, remember, we're going to start to like, just drop the pace a little bit, hang out there. Now we're going to build it up just a little bit, hang out there. Now I want you to like, whatever you have left, leave it on that rower. Yep. And as soon as we were done, like, you know, every, everybody was sub nine which was for all my athletes, regardless yeah. of level, which was beautiful. Yeah. Um, most people between seven and eight and everyone, same thing. Like 
and you've known this one, like let go of the handle feet are still strapped in the rower and just like slump off the side. <laughs> Everybody I, like it made me so happy. All four of my classes, every single one of my members was like full starfish stretch on the floor, like just sprawled out. Like you can see their chest heaving. Yeah. And so I like, I allotted five minutes at the end of my class for them to just lay there. Yeah. And so like they lay there and like, you know, again, five minutes rolls around everyone starts peeling themselves off the floor. I was like, I was like, so that was uh seven minutes of workout. Yeah. Does anyone feel shortchanged on their fitness? And they're like, no, yeah. like, they're on another planet drool it. Like it's, I'm wow. like, that's how we do. Yeah. It was awesome. The last time I did a 2K, I'll never forget this. One of the last times I did a 2K, I was at Medfield and so at the <clears throat> at the front of the whiteboard at Medfield, there's this one of those little IKEA bookshelves, the the two by two, oh, so it's like yep, four boxes. Yep. I was so fucked up that like the lights were too bright, and like yeah. I had to go from doing the workout into having like a coaches meeting or something like that. Oh, awesome! So I just <laughs> laid on the ground and shimmied my way so that my head was inside of one of the shelves, so it blocked the so light. Blocked the light. <laughs> And I had the whole meeting with my head stuck in a bookcase so that I didn't have to see the light, which was going to make oh, me vomit. Man. Oh, that's God. Awesome. I, you know, man, intensity like that is that's that's something. And, you know, I was talking with our other full time coach, Jack, and he's a younger coach and yeah. um, he's got all the thirst for knowledge. He's going through that like he's he's trying to build his toolbox. Yep. Right. He's trying to garner every single you know, bit tip that goes into a drill. He's trying to garner all that stuff. Yep. Um, and so my biggest thing for him is like, we'll talk about these things. Here's why they're cool. Now let's come back to the simple thing. Yes. Yep. Talk about all these things. Here's why it works. Here's why it's cool. Come back to this simple thing. Yep. Um, and we were talking about in intensity stuff and I was like, you know, we talk about intensity and in CrossFit and intensity is what gets us the results. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that means maximal intensity or I need to like fully ruin my day to make that yeah. happen. And while I think that's, you know, going there sometimes going to that mm -hmm. like real, real dark place, I was like, you know, for most people, once a week is going to be about the most you can do that and then continue the rest of the week. Yeah. So if you're an athlete out there and you're, my voice just cracked, just went through puberty again. Wow. Um, okay. If you, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And so um, if you're an athlete listening to this and you can, you know, see your week's worth of workouts, I know for us at Tilt, we post them a week in advance. People can see yep. stuff. Yep. Um, if you can see stuff, pick your one. Be like, this is the day. This is where it's time to die. This day I'm going to bury, like, bury myself six feet deep in this workout because it's whether it's the time domain is good for you, whether it's the movements and loading are good for you, or it's mm -hmm. just like, you know, you, you love the movements and you're like, this is like, I love these moves, like enjoying a workout is going to make you go that much harder anyways. So pick your one thing to sell your soul. The rest of it, we still want you working hard, but you're not going at like 110% of your capacity where you're just like overshooting the whole thing with zero regard for your personal well-being. Yeah. You're like, you're still going hard, but not to that extent. Yeah. Um, so as much as like, so for that day, like that was Monday was the 2k row. And then for the rest of my class, I have the same group for Tuesday and Wednesday. The way I briefed the workout to them, like would modulate their intensity accordingly. Yep. Because I'm like, I'm like, if you gave it everything on Monday, which they all did, like I said, they were plastered to the floor 
for five minutes after the workout. Right. Um, if you went there, your CNS is so suppressed for at least two days afterwards from like that level of output that yes. it's like, guess what? You're not going to do a 2K row at that capacity on Monday and then PR your deadlift on Tuesday. I hate yeah. to break it to you. It's not happening. Not happening. Um, not a no, chance it, in it, hell it, that it will happen. Nope. Not unless you're juiced to the gills. And even then, um, but well, yeah, here's, and I think this is a, a great little way to cap this. We'll do yeah. a, we'll do a little bit here. Here. Oh boy. And an application of the program, aside from our definition, this is probably one of the other most important things we can talk about related to intensity. And that is focusing on a concept called Look, I'm getting out the big marker for this. Relative intensity. There we go. Relative to what? What you guys are looking to do with an athlete that comes in your gym as they learn this program and get better at the movements is you want to deliver to them relative intensity yep. relative to their psychological and physiological tolerances. How hard are they willing to push themselves? How fast are they willing to go? What is their prior experience? This is where scaling comes in. This is exactly precisely why we scale workouts. This is exactly precisely why our program differs by degree and not by kind. This is exactly why we can do CrossFit and get results from it. And you can watch CrossFit on ESPN and on Facebook and on YouTube and watch the world's fittest athletes do it and get results from it. Because while you look at some of our world's best athletes, the Matt Frazier's of the world, uh, the Tia Claire Toomey, the Katrin David's daughters, the Rich Froning, so on and so forth, if they were to do a workout like Fran, we could bring him in the door and we could do 21, 15, 9 thrusters and pull-ups. And they're probably going to do it at 95 pounds for the gents, 65 pounds for the lady athletes, no doubt. They're going to finish it fast, probably under three minutes. And all of us could line up in the room with them. And my mom could come in and she could do it. And some of us might do this workout as 75 pound thrusters. And maybe we do jumping pull-ups. And maybe my mom does it and she does thrusters with a 15 pound barbell to a 20 inch box. And she does ring rows. But point being, as long as every single athlete in that room, from the fittest who chase physical dominance to the newest athletes who chase physical competence, as long as every single one of those athletes pushes themselves to the peak of their psychological and physiological tolerance, they'll reap the rewards and benefits that intensity can deliver. They don't necessarily have to be the athlete who gets the most power output in any given class. That's one of my favorite parts of the program. Look at Jimbo go. I know. Jimmy Olafan. That's one of... Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite videos of from like a clip of a level one from him because it's like it does a really good job of um, speaking through like what relative intensity is and why we scale to try and approach that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good stuff. Physiological and psychological tolerances. Scale. Go mm -hmm. faster. Go faster. Be fit. Yeah. Go faster. That that's the whole thing. Go faster. Be fitter. Go to sleep earlier. Don't use Fuck a cold plunge. <laughs> Fuck your Normatech. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening <laughs> to our Hot Takes episode. Uh, 
Kevin, have a great rest of your day. And everyone else, if you want to unsubscribe from us, I understand, but you're probably going to miss out oh, no, on some fun things. Stay, stay subscribed because I'm sure we have more of these. We're, I'm we sure will. we have more hot takes. So We will, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace.